Welcome to the Creation Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth King. Together, we'll have conversations with incredible human beings who have taken their creative outlet and turned it into something innovative. From people leaving the corporate world to be eight-figure entrepreneurs, to people who have created books, created a family, or just creating to have fun in the world. We are all in a journey to create something amazing in our lives, and I hope that you find some inspiration of your own here. This is the Creation Innovation Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Creation Innovation. I am very excited today to speak to Nancy May. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Elizabeth. Yeah, she is an intuitive fertility educator and spirit baby expert, as well as a certified coach. She has so much information that I cannot wait to dig into, first of which she talks about energy medicine. I That's my first question. What is energy medicine? Tell us about that. How can we get some? This is a great question. So everything is energy. I mean, you probably have been hearing about quantum physics and... Right kind of these cool things that quantum physics is showing us that Mm -hmm. many of the traditional older uh, like healing methodologies, whether you go to ancient Egypt or you go into India, you go into um, China for acupuncture, those sorts of things, they all knew about everything being energy. Right. And we treated people's ailments based on that. The Western medical model is very different. Mm-hmm. We, we go to the symptoms. We don't go to the core. So energy medicine for me is a way of working with the energetics behind whatever the ailments are. And those could be physical. They could be um, emotional. They could be mental. They could even be spiritual. So working with the energy aspects of things to be able to shift the energy so you feel better on whatever level it is that you're wanting to feel better. Which makes complete sense. But how do you know which way to go, what to do when you meet somebody? And and is it for all things? Is it specific to fertility? Is it, you know, tell us about that too. Because if you go to an acupuncturist, <laughs> you, you usually would go to an acupuncturist and say, I have back issues or I'm trying to get pregnant or whatever. So they know where to focus that on or even Reiki healing or anything like that, right? Do you specialize in a specific field? I mean, I know you do fertility as well, but how do you, do you wait for that person to tell you or do you intuitively know this is what energy medicine this person needs? The way I work is basically intuitively. The vast majority of people I work with these days are fertility related. So I know what their ultimate goal is. Yeah. And it, things can come up whether, you know, in the physical realm, which is not my specialty. My specialty is in the emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of things Mm -hmm. because there's so many subconscious layers of us and even unconscious layers of us that if we're not even aware of those things, we can't shift them. So I don't know exactly how I do it other than I call it a superpower or a gift. I've had this superpower for my entire life. Like I've been able to, um, you know, understand what's going on for people on an energetic kind of emotional level 
since I was little and I didn't even know I knew how to do it. I just thought it was normal. I thought everyone could like read the energy the way I did. What does that look like as a young person? What do you mean by that? So you would meet someone and you would say, this is what's going on with them or? For me, mostly it's, you know, you may have heard the term empath or empathic. Yeah. It's that, and it's at a very high level of that. You know, I've also done a lot of training and a lot of um, my own work around honing my intuitive capabilities. So, you know, as a young person, I mean, I work with a lot of people who already have children. So I tap into their energies and can see these very empathic children and how they work with energy. Basically, a lot of times what kids end up doing is reading their parents' energies so that they can stay safe or they can keep the calm in the family. Mm-hmm. That's, I know what happened with me and I can see it with other, other um, children as well. Yeah. It's amazing. I have little ones right now and just, they are so on it. You know, like I make one comment to my husband or something and they, they (laughs) react to that. You know, it's, it it actually is so amazing and frightening at the same time, because as much as we are so much more conscious now as a collective than we were 40, 50 years ago of our, our parents' generation, we still are learning as we go. And I think those little spirits and they they teach us so much right of like the fact that we do know better we do know that they are so in tune and and watching us on a a very deeper and higher level for that matter as well i think really does keep us in check in a lot of other ways too absolutely and everyone comes in only this is my the way i work right like i i believe we have many lives we don't just have one And so there are these souls that are waiting to come in. And I call that the spirit baby realm. And every single one of us who comes in, we're still very connected to the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. It's just after a certain amount of time, it tends to be conditioned out of us. Yeah. When we come here, it's kind of, I see it like a whiteboard, right? We don't remember everything about the spirit world. It's it's wiped out. It's clean. It's a clean slate. But over time, we re-remember what we already know. And the little ones already have this connection. They don't remember everything. Some people do. Like occasionally I'll have a client say, is it normal for my child to say, "We, I picked you? Or I've had people say that, you know, it's just so fun to hear what the little ones say. Yeah. Or I had someone actually earlier this week who said, you know, my daughter, she's six years old and she was just talking about how she used to be an angel. Mm. and you know and it to me all these things are absolutely real yeah and once we get to school age typically that's when a lot of times it's really conditioned out or also it could be family related if a family is very against that someone could really uh, kind of put a lid on it and shut it down very early Right. Yeah. It's, I've had conversations where the the losses that I had happened to be girls and my sons would say, my sisters, my sisters, even before I think they even really had a concept of what a sister was. And I would always be like, yes, you have little spirit sisters. And, you know, we pray to the guides and, and all the things, because I do want them to stay connected, to know that that's real, because that's not normally a conversation that people grow up with prior, not that I did, it was a very more religious type, even though there were some spiritual aspects, 
it was much more, you know, you go to church and you do this sort of thing where we really teach them more of, we pray to these energies, right? The spirit guides, God, whoever else you want to include in that. Um, and the crystals and all of the things that help us to heal. And they call the crystals, the angels. And I just let them go with that. <laughs> you know, like if that's what they think they are, then great, you know? So I think it's really beautiful to see the evolution of how the kids interpret that and it actually makes me quite sad to think that 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 does go away right and, and that society tends to then form them in whatever way that it does but for now it's it's fun to see how that goes well i love it and then i also love to say especially with kids is that a lot of times the kids just want to fit in mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons they shut it down is they just yeah. want to be normal whatever that means, right? They want, they want to be fit in to whatever part of the culture that they want. And then ideally they come back and re-remember or they don't lose too much contact. Right, right. So speaking of spirit babies, that's one of my favorite topics. Yay. Yes, <laughs> tell us a little bit about how that works for people. I think most you know, it's funny, I would always talk about spirit babies and clients would be like, oh, have you read the book? And I actually had never read the book. Finally, somebody sent the book to me um, and yet I still haven't read it, I have to be honest. Um, but from your perspective, how does that play into somebody's journey of fertility? And actually, I had a moment this morning that I wanna touch on later as well about I'm post fertility and, and won't be having any more children, but that, emotion and experience around my losses specifically and feeling unsafe and all of that came up really strong for me this morning in a conversation and i thought wow as much as i do this for a living and i have gone through it all i didn't realize that there was still so much heaviness there that i need to work on to know that i'm not in i'm not at risk of having any more of these spirit babies come with me and then leave or however it was for for that i realized it in in my reality but when you're working with somebody who's starting out on their fertility journey and may or may not have had losses what is having a spirit baby around them look like and yeah what is that tell us about that so for me, I, I actually, I worked with Walter McKitchen who wrote oh, the book, okay. Spirit Babies. So I worked with him for four years until he passed on. And then he passed on and I basically do this work as a way of, uh, you know, honoring what he used to do, but I work very differently than him. Right. I'm very sure, I'm sure everybody personally. does, right? Yeah. Everyone has their own magic yeah. and how they do it. So for me, spirit babies really are these souls who are interested in coming in. And I happen to work with a subset of the spirit baby realm. Okay. And what do I mean by that? For whatever reason, I work with these higher vibration babies that are interested in coming in to shift the planet somehow. Okay. And that could be just by their, their vibration, their, you know, them just being here. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. they're going to be inventors. doesn't mean they're going to like do something to help um, the environment. They very well may, they may be the activists. They may be the ones like that, but they don't yeah. have to be. Uh -huh. Sometimes it's just the energy of these certain souls that are higher that are needed here on this planet to help shift everything going on. I, mean, mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I've been feeling so many crazy shifts on this planet over the last yeah. four years and they're expediting. 
-hmm. And that's what these souls are here to help with. To co okay. So with the women that I tend to work with, a lot of times their spirit babies will bring them to me. So if all of a sudden okay. someone is interested in working with me, chances are pretty darn good that someone on your etheric team is guiding Leading. you yes. so that I can help facilitate this. Right. Walter McKitchen used to see green orbs or like orbs of light for these spirit babies. I mm -hmm. see people. Okay. <laughs> And they might be little babies. They might be, you know, our age. They might be, who knows, you know. Yeah. They are um, definitely not little orbs. Very rarely do I see an orb. Okay. But that's how they appear to me. And for some people don't realize that they're actually connecting in with their spirit baby. And some people do. A lot of times, so the spirit babies don't have conversations like you and I are having. They speak to us in very subtle ways. Sometimes we just have a thought and that's actually from the spirit baby, like wanting us to go work with a certain practitioner or change mm -hmm. with medical doctors or what providers we're working with or starting to eat more greens in our diet or yeah. that could literally be our spirit baby giving us information to, I'm just going to say telepathically, which is non-verbally giving us mm -hmm. some information to help them on their journey. Other times it can feel like there's a presence near us. Like we might feel like it feels like someone's standing behind me right, right now. That very well could be your spirit baby. Some people get a buzzing in their ear. Mm -hmm. Unless it's tinnitus or something like that, <laughs> and you know that. But yeah. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be a spirit trying to get your attention. The thing is, the frequency that the human ear can hear at is not the same frequency that these spirits are trying to right. with us at. So it's, uh, it's learning how to work with that to be able to decipher what those messages are. Okay. And here's a few ways to do it. One, here's how I do it. When I get a buzz, I get buzzes pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. I, for the longest time, I'm like, what the heck is this buzz? Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I realized, oh, wow. As soon as I stop kind of trying to figure it out, a thought or a phrase just comes to mind. So I call it a thought form. So I get the buzz and then I just know just to be very kind of still for a moment. And then either... Uh, one word or a small phrase will pop into my mind. And that's what they're trying to get to me. It might be about, um, you know, peace. It might be about love. It might be about um, uh, rest now. Hmm. Things like, I mean, there, it's not like a conversation. It's literally like that. Other ways that that buzz can, can come through for us is we might all of a sudden just start singing a song. We might hear a certain song on the radio. We might wake up with a song in our head. That's all related to what I call clear audience. And that's what that buzzing's about. There's a lot of other ways that can come through with the clear audience, but so many people I work with get the buzzes and they yeah. have no idea that that could be their spirit baby helping them to get some information about coming through. Interesting. Yeah. I feel for me, it's almost like a high pitched, like, ah, like what's happening right now, you know? Um, and I will take that advice and try to be with that when that happens from now on to see if that's what's, if I can get any downloads from there. 
it's really cool when you start really uh, realizing how this creative flow happens for you with that yeah. clear audience. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many different ways. It could even be conversations or I've had people um, let me know that they've, they heard someone say something, then they saw that same word in a book and then. Yes. So things right. like that. So it is very auditorily related on some level. Yes. And are these spirit babies, I, because I feel like most people who are seeking someone out who is, has this gift are looking for some hope around their yeah. baby to come, right? So do, are you able to get those types of messages to say, you know, don't worry, they're coming for sure? Or is it more of like a, a general, like you were saying about peace, or maybe you need to rest more or something of that nature? When I'm working with someone, I get a ton of information, Okay, and, but it's not like, okay, on, you know, December 10th of 2022, you do this and then that will happen. That's not the information that comes through. It is much more typically about how to align our own energies or how to connect with a spirit baby. Or if you have a partner and you're bringing in a baby with a partner, it may be something related to the partner. There may, if you already have children in the family, maybe something related to the children who are already there or even pets. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways that, um, you know, the reason for spirit babies to come in or not can come through. But all that sort of stuff I look at in a spirit baby reading, other things I really look at when I'm looking, working with people are their losses. Have mm -hmm. they had miscarriages? Have they had abortions? Have they had any other type of loss around fertility, because sometimes it is the same soul that wants to come back and sometimes it's not. So right. a lot of what I do is around abortions, is around, you know, whether it was from many, many years ago, even decades sure. ago, or something recent. Mm -hmm. So helping people work through that from what I call a spiritual level, because these souls come in, they have a gift for us. We might not see it as a gift at the time or maybe even not later, but truly it is a gift. It's a gift both ways. There's some sort of contract that you have made for this, um, this sort of connection for as long as it is, whether it's six weeks or even six months. Mm -hmm. No, there is a connection there. So helping people with that, um, kind of seeing it from that spiritual perspective can be really helpful on their journeys. I work with some people who've been on their journeys for a, for a decade plus. Right. And they've been through I, everything. Yeah. And I do think that I often refer to my, a lot of my clients out to spirit baby readers, because I feel like it does give them some sense of calm and peace and connecting those dots that, you know, it, this spirit also has a decision to make if they're if they're willing and wanting to come and when they are and you know we want it so bad more than anything possible but they're you know speaking of the spouses and the other children and the pets and it's a contract between everybody right it's not just what we are willing you know we, we're wanting and wishing this so badly but there's so many other aspects involved that i i think once they get that understanding that it's also up to to this spirit and what they would like and their timing and to kind of get that perspective i think at least for me as well and many many of my clients it does bring this sense of calm and peace and 
you know, a, a level of patience that we didn't have before because you kind of re recognize, okay, there's a bigger picture here. Oh, absolutely. And this, especially for people who've had losses and there's so many women who come to me and are just like guilt ridden or, oh my God, did I do something wrong? Or I can't, you know, I've never stopped thinking about this. Mm -hmm. Being able to communicate with the spirit baby and let them know that no, everything's okay. All of that is super, super important. I'm all about empowering the women and yeah. teaching them tools to be able to communicate with their, their spirit baby without needing me. So helping them to align their energy in such a way so that they can much more easily communicate. It's like learning a foreign language. We don't learn it overnight or a, right. a, a musical instrument. It is, it's over time, but once you know how to do it and you have the skill set, it's pretty darn cool. And people I work with are amazed at, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I got this message and it's, yeah, it is all about it's about hope. It's about love. It's loving ourselves. That's a huge part of the work that I do is helping women learn how to um, really increase their self-love because without that, it is so hard to tap into the spirit baby realm. It's really hard to tap into our creativity it's really this beautiful element of what helps to raise our vibration is that self-love. And yeah. self-love is different than self-care. Self-care is great and it's Absolutely. an element of self-love, but self-love is very different. Yeah, and I think just having gone through it myself as well as helping hundreds of people also in this, you lose that self-love because you're, you feel like, okay, I'm checking all the boxes. I'm doing everything right, but my body isn't working. Right. And that's why I say, what, what if we looked outside of the physical, right? What is this mental, spiritual aspect outside of what's going on? Because I see people that you know, they're like, my doctor told me if I don't lose weight, I'll never have a baby. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is to me, crazy. <laughs> There's so much more to it than this, right? And yet this person then goes back to say, I have to spend $10,000 on this fertility diet. And I'm like, then they become more stressed about what they're eating or not eating. And it has nothing really to do with that. It's just getting back to that place that they lost of, you know, I, I feel like they lose the self-love and they lose the intuitive ability because they're in so much, they're like in this pain body and so stressed about it. Um, and so giving them, I love that you give them the tools to work through that, to find themselves back in that self-love because it's so important. And I think that those spirit babies wanna come to mommies and daddies that are having fun and loving each other and creating every day. So I love that you talk about creating. So that's also something that I talk about all the time is we're, we're wanting to, to create, period, right? So whether that's I always say somebody sent me, I created a spreadsheet today. Amazing. You had an attention of creating, right? It doesn't matter what you're creating, but if your body is in alignment with that spiritual aspect of the ability to create, and you know that you have that knowing, the more you paint, play Play-Doh, draw, whatever, make a recipe is creating and having that intention about it. So from your perspective, I know you mentioned creation and creating is so important to you. What does that look like for the people that you work with? 
So when I talk about creating, it's really this strong connection with the earth. So with uh-huh. Mother Earth, and then also this co-creative process with connecting with the infinite intelligence, yes. God, the universe, whatever you want to say. Because when we truly want to create and manifest things on this earth plane, if we're not grounded and we're not connected to the earth somehow, yeah. it's harder to have that creative flow. Yes. So that's the like the secret recipe from my point of view. And there's lots All of right. things, of course, to help with grounding, to help with connecting with the infinite intelligence. But once we are, once we're plugged in both ways and we allow ourselves to be plugged in, we give ourselves permission on the subconscious and unconscious levels to be able to connect in with this earth energy and with the cosmos, miracles happen every day. Mm -hmm. Can you give some tips as to how to connect with the grounding aspect as well as with the higher realms? Absolutely. So lots of different ways of connecting with mother earth. And for me, a lot of it is through meditation. doesn't have to be though, going out into nature, especially without electronics and especially by yourself, spend some time by a tree, by a Creek, uh, you know, in the mountains, that definitely can be really grounding. Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga. Sometimes for some of us, it's physical strenuous exercise that really helps. For others, it's music. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to be honest, if you just sit and you close your eyes and you take a few deep cleansing breaths so you can feel your belly rise, so those deep belly breaths, and then you imagine your favorite place out in nature and you hear whatever it is, the birds or whatever, the water, whatever it might be, and then you, you smell whatever's around. Is Do you smell the ocean if you're near the ocean? What is that? And what's the temperature outside? Is it cool and crisp or is it really sunny and warm? All those sorts of things will let you get to that place. You'll be able to ground much more easily. Connecting with the cosmos is, I highly recommend being grounded first. Okay. Because if we're not fully grounded, we can go out of our body when we're trying to connect with the cosmos. And how do you know when you've been fully grounded? You know, You'll, if some people are really disconnected to that. How do you think that they will know? Is it by the amount of time that they're doing? Or do they start to feel different? What can they look out for? If you feel fear, you feel anxiety, you feel overwhelmed, you're not grounded. Okay. Yeah. So it's when those times when you are, you're feeling more peaceful out in nature. A lot of us just feel more peaceful. It's like, ah, I can take a deep breath and life is great. Mm -hmm. That to me is when you're grounded and no, you do what you can. Most of us are not walking around grounded. (laughs) In fact, I don't know anyone who is maybe like the Dalai Lama or something like that, but outside of that. So getting as grounded as you can. Your breath is always in present time. If you focus on your breath, that Mm -hmm. can really help ground you. You can drop what I call a grounding cord from the bottom of your tailbone area, that first chakra area, down into the center of the earth. And imagine a special place in the center of the earth that's just for you, that has your name on it. Anchor into that. Mm -hmm. So- I love that visual. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Just like do your best. That's a, yeah, we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. 
Mm -hmm. So getting as grounded as you can and then connecting with the cosmos. It could also be like connecting with the sky, connecting with the stars. Some people are very visual. So imagine a beautiful star dappled night sky and connect with that expansion of the night sky and all the stars. That can be one way to help us connect with the cosmos. Some people have a religious background, whether it's you know God or another name that you use for that sort of energy, you can connect that way. However, I do find a difference between religion and spirituality. Spirituality um, is not as rules-based, if you will. And religion can be pretty rules-based. So just watching that. Yeah. uh, And then some people have a connection with angels. Some people have a connection with their loved ones who's crossed over. There's lots of different entry points for connecting with the cosmos. Amazing. You also talk about infinite intelligence. What is that? And how can we, it sounds so cool. How can we get some of that too? (laughs) So the infinite intelligence to me is the cosmos. Okay. This is the universe. And we are always surrounded by infinite intelligence. The reason why most of us don't tap into it is one, we're not still enough. We're not present enough. We're not in our bodies enough. We're not grounded enough mm-hmm. to be able to notice that there are miracles occurring around us each and every day, each and every moment. Yeah. One of the ways that really helps me that I love to do is to focus on what's going right. I feel like our culture, our world at large is, tends to be focused on what's going wrong. Mm-hmm. So really focusing on what's going right and really appreciating what's around. So the infinite intelligence is that co-creative energy for us. It's always here. It's always on our side. It always wants to help. We typically have the walls up or the doors slammed or closed, or we might open the window a little bit. And then some of us, you know, open the door and the window a lot. Yeah. I think looking for those little signs, so to speak of, oh, I was just thinking about Nancy and then I got a text or I was just doing this and then that showed up. I feel like those are are you know quantum whatever it is that you want to say but that's the universe working with you that is the infinite intelligence in a in a sense and people just don't kind of say oh thank you like don't appreciate it and and lean into that a little more and i think once we do lean into it then it just starts to flood right and like you said appreciating these little things and focusing on the good because it's so, so easy to focus on the negative, especially when you're on a fertility journey, especially when you've had time and time again, bad news, lots of tests that don't come back the way that you want it to come back. Focusing on those, those aspects that are working will actually pull you back out of it to where you should be. Yeah. I remember I call them my guides, my, that my team, my higher ups. Yes. On many occasions, they have encouraged me to write down a a list of 10 things that bring me joy. Because when we're in one of those modes of, oh, we just got horrible news or what have you, it may be challenging to think of anything that's joyful. So if we have it written down already, whether it's a YouTube video or or a meme or, you know, whatever. Yes. 
just to have your list already written down so that you can refer to it is really helpful. Yeah, I would even put that on your phone, right? Yeah. Depending on how, how far you are. It's like, because <laughs> we all unfortunately have our phones with us all the time, but having that list I think is so, so helpful. So thank you for that information because we, we've, it's almost sometimes harder to write down those things that we're grateful for or the good things that are happening, but it's so easy for us to complain about all these things that we, you know, aren't happening, but they're there. We just don't, we don't fuel it. We don't water it. We don't encourage the good things. So the more that we can do that, like putting in our phone and say, look at this amazing spot in my life that I'm giving you to remind me of what good this is or just something that makes you smile again like a meme or whatever like that shifts your energy right then and there too really you know studies have shown a smile will change things absolutely and that's you know a couple things here is one is my favorite quote right now are things are always working out for me mm, and that's beautiful Abraham hicks right mm. things are always working out for me no matter what's going on because they really truly are. The universe is not out to get us. Right. Just if we're not tapped into it, it can't help us because we have free will. Yes. And that's and I know that that feels that way though when you're on a fertility journey or when you're starting a business or when you're trying to find that relationship, you you have you tend to feel like it's not working out for you, you know? What helps me is whenever I feel that way, it's indicate it's an indication that I'm out of sync with my higher self, meaning that essence part of me, that right. soulful part of me. Right. That's what it always means for me is I've just lost contact with her. And what can I do? I always choose what can I do to help me get in more alignment with her so that I don't huh. feel this way. Because she will never want us to feel um you know, sad or like we're struggling or that someone's out to get us. Absolutely not. And it's possible to change it. So if there's anybody who's listening, that's feeling that way and, you know, not on the positive side, there are tools and try putting any of these things into practice today that we spoke about. Well, exactly. Like the, literally this morning, I was like, okay, there's something off here. I'm really, and I had a meeting and my guidance was Nancy, just sit just sit and be present. And had I not done that, I wouldn't have been able to get out of that little whatever was going on. Because yeah. it's it's human for us to have these emotions. Right. It is. It's just having a toolbox and actually doing the work, you know, integrating that toolbox. So you actually take the tools and use them. Like you can't, you know, if you have a hammer in your toolbox and you don't ever use it, you're not going to get going to get the nail into the wall easily. Right. But it, yeah, I sat yeah. and I'm like, all right, okay. Oh, I feel so much better. Yeah. Those yeah. small moments go a long way. And yeah, we are having a human experience and a lot of human experience is not as pleasant as we would like. So it's normal to, to feel down mm -hmm. at times, but having those tools and just try it out, try it out for a week or a few days even and and notice the difference of putting the energy out in order to make those changes i i will be very surprised if you don't get the result that you're you're headed towards i completely agree and the the results typically are incremental right you just get a little bit at a time you're getting closer i know for me a lot of people ask well how do i get to you know how do i get that baby here yeah. it's 
incremental steps. It's not just one thing and it's never a straight line, you know, A to B that's very masculine. I feel like this creative process with the infinite intelligence uses a lot of that feminine energy as well, right? It's this flowing energy. And sometimes we think A to B is the way we go, but there are going to be other things along the way that are super helpful for us to pick up. Absolutely. And that goes back to all these type A people. I'm one of them that checks off all the boxes to say, okay, but I did all this, you know, why, why isn't it working? Why, you know, and it's because I am a feminine energy. I need to be in that flow more than just checking the boxes off. Right. And I think, thank you for that reminder because you know, connect, and that's part of connecting with the divine and mother earth and hugging the tree or putting your feet on the ground that really does connect us to where we are. Because unfortunately, most women now live in this very masculine lifestyle or world for better or worse, but we're doing a lot of things that we weren't doing 50, 60 years ago. And that does, you know, take a toll on our energetic realm as women as well. So that's why I also say like, take the baseball caps off, put on some lipstick, you know, wear a dress every now and then. And I promise you, you will feel that feminine energy. It, 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 it does work, you know? It does. And it's, it's this balance, right? Of the masculine. Cause we need to take yeah, of course. We have yeah. to, take, I mean, in the, in the baby world, you either have to have intercourse, you gotta yes. have an IUI or IVF or something right. to be able to bring a baby and you need that action step. But it is this feminine flow that allows us to tap into that creative energy in our intuition. Absolutely. Which is so beautiful, I think. Yeah. Well, how can people find you, Nancy? It's been such a pleasure to talk to you. How can people find out more about you? I know you have an amazing book. Thank you. Yeah, I do. I have a book. It's called The Energetic Fertility Method Tools for a Healthy Conception and Beyond. You can easily find that on Amazon. Best way to find me is at my website, nancymay.com. So N-A-N-C-Y-M-A-E.com. You can also find me on TikTok at Energetic Fertility and then also on Instagram at nancy underscore may underscore EFM. So those are three great ways to connect. Great. Well, thank you so much for bringing these helpful tools and hope to people that are listening. It's been, again, such a pleasure to speak with you today. And you too, Elizabeth, and much love to everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Creation Innovation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to the Creation Innovation Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Yes, we actually do send out gifts. It's my favorite thing to do. So visit us at elizabethking.com backslash creation innovation for more information on how to enter. Every review counts and we are so grateful. You can follow me at the official Elizabeth King on Instagram or TikTok. Until next time.